If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Lord, we thank you for allowing us in your presence again this evening. Father, we ask you to help us, dear Lord, to understand your word again tonight. Dear Lord, I'd like to continue speaking in regard to the stone. Lord, I tried to, and probably feebly, feebly, not well, discuss and to, uh, reveal the meaning of your word stone. It's, it's a very amazing word. And if we really dwell on it, we begin to understand the fullness of it. And Lord, the um, teaching I gave you last night, dear Lord, or the speaking, I mentioned that the wall of firmness like a, a stone. Uh, the um, meaning of it is that the entirety of it is like a, a stone, a cast iron mirror. It's, it's shaped in a, in a pyramid design, but it's hard as rock. And uh, dear Lord, it is, is also shiny. Now, Lord, I stood in it, so I know that it's made like rock, but it's mammoth. I can't even describe how mammoth it is, but it's it's like a, a pyramid. It's empty inside, and it had the earth inside the time you showed it to me. But Lord, the, the point that I was trying to make, it's the stone has a unique purpose. I like to discuss it beginning tonight with Revelation 2, 12 to 17, and I think they'll begin to grasp some of the parameters of it. Even though I do a bad job of explaining it, Lord, I pray that the people can begin to grasp the greatness of the rock. I want to talk about Revelation 2, 12 to 17. I also like to speak on Revelation 6, 15 to 17. We'll get an idea of the stone in a, in a very different way, maybe, or a more complete way. Let's put it that way. In Revelation 2, 12 to 17, it says, And to the angel of the church in Pergamos, and the church is a terrible word. It's saying to the called out assembly. The word in Greek is called, representing called out assembly. Later on, this was changed to church uh, when the Catholic Church and them translated the Bible. The, the word church comes from kirch, which means a building. It's not what you're talking about. You're talking about the called out assembly. You're talking about the people inside them. In other words, the word of God is in us. The word is the kingdom of God. And the word makes all things, does all things, because this comes with the full measure of the spirit of God, John three thirty four, Never comes any other way. Your words come that way, not our words. But when we speak in the way of your pure language, with authority to speak it, and with understanding, then we enable that greatness that's in that word to be done by the spirit. Okay, it says to the angel of the called out assembly in Pergamos, this name means height or elevation, right? These things say he who has the sharp two-edged sword. I know your works. I know where and where you dwell, where Satan's throne is. And you hold fast to my name and did not deny my faith even in the days in which Antipas this name means one who was for all or one who was against all, was my faithful martyr who was killed among you where Satan dwells. 
Now, I want to come back to that in a few minutes and explain a little bit of that as far as what I can understand of it. But I have a few things against you because you have those who hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the children of Israel, to eat things sacrificed to idols, and to commit sexual immorality. Thus, you also have those who hold the doctrine of Nicolaitans, which thing I hate. Repent, or else I will come to you quickly, and I will fight against them with a sword of my mouth. That's the words. The words of God, the power and authority over all things. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the called out assemblies. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna to eat. Manna is the instruction of the food of the kingdom of heaven that enables us to understand the good works of God and how to do them. And he says, I will give you some of that. And then he clarifies it in the next statement because he says, and I will give him a white stone and on the stone, a new name written, which no one knows except him who receives it. A name in the Bible is always the work for the kingdom of God that we're given to do. So he's going to give him a new work. And when he says some of the manna means he's going to give him instruction particular to that stone. Because God wants us to accomplish glorifying him before we are resurrected, before the rapture event. The difference between resurrected and the rapture event, I believe. The rapture event is important for us. We're going to be taken up out of here, but that comes in the midst of the morning and we're still in the night. So don't look for the rapture now. People are looking for it because we've been mistaught in the teachings. Now, if we go back up and there's two categories of problems here. The first part, it's a problem, um, is where he's, well, let's talk about Oedipus. It was um, killed because he was where Satan dwells. Now, Oedipus, nobody knows who this is exactly. Tradition says it was a saint called Oedipus who did these things and was martyred for God. Can well be true. I don't know. But I do know this, that this way of the seven uh, called out assemblies in Revelation 2 and 3 are all being done to show us the way of the words and the way of the works of God. And we know that in the second church, this one is, second called out assembly, is this is representing those who choose the wisdom, choose the words, and we have to choose whether we take the words of Satan or we take the words of the world. And as the churches have grown over the ages, and we, you know, we learn from one, we learn from the next, and learn from the other. So the seventh church should learn from all six before it, because that's the way the spirits work. And the rest, in other words, the salvation of God has to come during this time of the fulfillment of the seventh called out assembly. That's why we're having this right now. That's why it is the time for this, because it's the way of the seventh spirit of God, to bring rest. And it's to make known the generations in the seventh spirit. You have to understand that. It's part of the program, to come back to the likeness of the Garden of Eden. That's what the seventh uh, spirit is, is all about, is bringing that forward. And we'll see this in the millennium. But we'll see it now. We have to put it in place. That's why it's before us. <clears throat> it's called before us in the Bible. Now, 
Antipas means he stood up for this. Now, what's important about this is the foundation of the world law system, of the corruption of the world law system, was built in these days. It was built upon the foundation that anybody can rule. You see, in Jewish law, Herod could not be the king because Herod was an Edomite. He was not of the tribes of Israel, which is required to be a king of Israel. So he's your super to the throne. And he was a supporter and appointed by the person in Rome, the head, head of the Roman Empire. And that's where we're at today. The head of the Roman Empire today is not the Pope. It's Queen Elizabeth. The Law of the Sea Treaty gave her ownership of all the seas that was signed in 2008, the latest revision. And that's all top secret. They don't want you to know this. They deny it. They do everything they can to deceive it, but it's obvious. The court system has been proven, their contract law system, which means it's admiralty law, military law. And she's running all the armies of the world underneath her by her authority. And the Pope is appointed by her authority. The Popes are not elected by that council or the, the, the you see the smoke come up and that. It's like the presidential elections. They're all false. They're not true. It's not true by law. We're deceived in all this. Well, that's what he's talking about here. The one who makes known all these things. There's been people who have made known the truth of these things and they've been assassinated for it. We see this quite often in various things where this happens. You'll see it in, um, uh, for example, there was a um, person, let me get the, uh, his name was uh, Congressman Larry McDonald, Larry P. McDonald in 1976. He had said the drive of the Rockefellers and their allies is to create a one-world government combining supercapitalism and communism under the same tent and under their control. Do I mean conspiracy? Yes, I do. I am convinced that there is such a plot, international in scope, generations old in planning, and incredibly evil intent. In intent. And I've spoke on this. He was killed in that plane. They flew it over um, the Russian waters. The Russians shot it down the Korean, Korean airplane as he was coming back from a business trip over there. They assassinate people all the time. They bragged to me that they kill 25 scientists a month because they have to protect the knowledge and the technology and the, and the false knowledge. In other words, the, the, when you dis, disclose their stuff, they're not so worried about it now because we're so close to their killing of the you know, 7 billion people. Otherwise, they're going to kill 99.6% of all the population on Earth at least. It could be even higher than that because they only want to leave between 6 and 25 million people or 6 and 30 million. I've heard different numbers of people alive. They don't need the people. <clears throat> they want to steal everything and start over because, oh, we're doing such harm to the, to the environment. No, they're harming the environment. If they understood the ways of God and how to treat the earth and how to take dominion over it, the earth would be just like the likeness of the Garden of Eden, but they don't know the science on this, and they refuse it. And therefore, they've created more desert in all the world. By their, and now, they're, look what they're doing with the chemtrails. Trillions of dollars are being spent by the Pentagon to destroy the air we breathe, <clears throat> to put poisons on the earth, and to kill off the animal life so that there's no food for the people. Meanwhile, they have gardens deep underground that they're doing with sun frequency and induced sun frequency and so forth and lighting and they're you know they're going to have food for like in one city in the bottom of argentina um underground deep underground 
didn't have a million people that brag about it, and they have meetings there in the during the November to uh, December time frame to establish what they're going to do and re, re, uh, confirm their plans for the following year and, and adjust future plans and so on, or timings. I'm bringing forth this one world order where they kill the seven billion. Evil. This is a congressman telling you they have evil intent. And the Lord tells you the same thing in Matthew 24, 21 to 22, and Mark 13, uh, 19 to 20. But nobody wants to believe the Lord. They didn't believe his congressman when he died. Nobody did anything about it. But all these people today who are disclosing the evil of the birth certificate record, the live birth record, the the chemtrails, all the rest of this stuff, the poison vaccines and all this. Everybody's exposing this. You know, I've exposed to you that Dr. Nancy Nicholson's in charge. She can create wars. She's in charge of destroying our nutritional value. And she reports to the Rothschilds and the Queen. And people ignore it. I had financial paperwork from Pope John Paul that was sent for Nancy, to Nancy. And her representative was giving it to me to put in the paperwork to submit for the purpose of financial assistance to her program. And she's in charge of the depopulation of the world. It's not depopulation. It's extermination of a given number. They set the number for her. The Crown Trust tells her how many people must die. She has all authority to accomplish that goal in the time frame that they've set. <clears throat> now, I say all that because that is exactly what we're saying. I've showed you that the order of the garter is the order of the devil. The noble order of the garter is the noble order of the devil, the dragon. And even at this time, you shouldn't even have anything to do with it. The law, the Bible says do not make a, a, a statue of a dragon. Don't do it. it. tells us that in the scriptures and in the Ten Commandments even. <laughs> Pretty simple. But in Job 41, it tells us what the dragon looks like. And they... And it says the dragons have not been on earth, but they wanted to be here because it's the devil that's on earth and his dominions. And he's the, called the dragon. And it, a dragon is real. It's in the uh, the deep, not on earth. And it's it's there to punish those that go out into that prison, the pride, the kings, and so forth. And they're being punished every day by these dragons. So they will understand this when they get to that point. Now, my point in uh, talking about this is important. Why I'm, why I'm saying this is that there's been plenty of warning. And there are martyrs. There's people being killed. I, I can't think of the names of some of these that's been killed for um, this purpose. But there was a guy that was an FBI guy in Los Angeles who exposed this. He was head of the FBI in the L.A. district. And he exposed many of these people and their plans, and they killed them. They kill people constantly who make known their truth. But God has a message for them. They can't overcome the, the stone. And that's what he's telling you here in this scripture. When you get down to verse 17, he says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna to eat, instruction, and a white stone, and on it the stone a new name written, which no one except him who receives it. No one knows except him who receives it. In other words, God is going to give them work to do. <clears throat> and nothing's going to stop them from doing that work. He doesn't go out and boast it. He says no one knows. That means he keeps the work quiet. And he does what God tells him to do. And God will bring him to the fulfillment of that. But he doesn't go out and boast on it. But that stone 
understand what he's saying about the stone. In that stone is everything authority needed to accomplish the work. In other words, that stone is like a living word. Remember I told you that John the Baptist testified in, in um, Matthew 3, 9 that from stones the, Lord, the Father can bring forth children? See, the stone, has a, it's like a word. But people don't understand the value of the stone. What is in that stone, when God speaks it, the Holy Spirit is in there, and the particles in there have a message. And they work. In other words, particles are, God said that he will number the host and call them all. He numbered the host and called them all by name, giving them work to do. When he gives particles a work to do, they will accomplish that work just like us that work, they will they will do that work it's it's there for us <clears throat> that's a little hard to concept in your mind but you must understand the basic way of god is this. you saw that you know they on the priestly robe they had the the stones the gemstones and they had different things made different things and some was set in gold because that was working on the refinement plan the holy plan of god according to all times, is God is interested in bringing forth the kingdom through the people of Israel. The word came through them. We didn't get the word from Gentiles. We got the word from the Lord. He's the one that causes us to open. Even when he opened it to me, a Gentile, he caused the words to come. But who was he? He was born of the tribes and came forth. And now he opened the words because he said it's going to come back to Israel from a different nation. And they're going to receive it. The remnant's going to receive it. He's going to sprinkle water upon them. They're going to want to know it. They're going to go do it. Now, go along with this a little bit further. Understanding where Satan dwells. And the people in London, the Crown Trust, the city of London is a separate nation from the United Kingdom. And people understand that. It's been well known. It's been talked about and told. And the people understand it. But everybody ignores it. They don't want to know. And that's what God is talking about here. The complacent ones don't want to know. That's the doctrine of Balaam. What did Balak do? He put a stumbling block before the people. And that's what the harlot does. She gives you wine, to, sour wine to drink. In other words, you love the taste of it. You go out, you like their money, you like fiat currency, you like all these things, even though it's got a cult on it, even though our, we got the Washington uh, obelisk monument in, in Washington, D.C., and the, and the streets are designed in the form of an owl, which is an evil thing. And the, you have the God, God Jupiter at the front door of the, the Capitol building, and you got a, some fake li, uh, liberty statue at the top. It's all pagan. It's all wrong. It's bringing forth the opposite of what it says. It's like the, the noble order of the garter. It's not noble. It's a myth. The order is that the knight stabs the dragon. And the very next day, the dragon's knocking on his door and saying, you know, he recognizes, oh, it was you. I didn't know. And he came back to life and he helped the noble. And they became, the noble became powerful and so forth because the dragon helped him. That's what they're not telling you. They're deceiving you because they have a whole law system that appears one way, but it's actually the opposite. That's the Balaam way. You know, Bring in the, the, the women, anything, to make it look good and, and marry these other wives. And, you know, God is angry about this, angry about it. See, the woman is preparing it away, and that's what the harlot is doing. They've prepared the way of evil, and we've received it in our nations. 
We've allowed the admiralty law to run our nations, contract law to run our nations. We've allowed for secret treaties. We've allowed for them to push laws in place that says they don't have to tell us the truth. We've allowed them to put an election thing together that's absolutely fraudulent. There's nothing truthful about an election in America. The election doesn't count. It's not even structured that by their law system. Unless you understand what is District of Columbia, that it's a sovereign nation that we don't even own. It's owned by the the Crown Trust and its its agents. So all this is deception to us. This is the city of the you know it's the place of day. Uh, it's it's the place of of the dragon of Satan. We don't keep truth, and the preachers don't preach truth. They preach milk. They believe in the Ten Commandments. They believe they have faith because they believe the testimony of Jesus gave his blood for us to remove our sins. That's as far as it goes. They don't have understanding. That's the compromising church. They believe that far, and then they go over here and they believe the world, but they're not seeking after the kingdom of God. They're not interested in knowing how does science work in the kingdom of God since the kingdom of God is coming on earth for seven years. The Lord's going to reign for seven years. The kingdom of God is going to come on earth. How are you going to work? How, how are you going to have income? How, how are you going to do any of these things? How are you going to feed your family? How are you going to get the wine and oil of God? How are you going to get those things? You don't know. And you're, you're, everybody's looking for the rapture. And they're not, not at all preparing for the seven-year reign of the Lord. But he says, if you will overcome it, he'll give you a new stone. And he'll cause you to know what's in there. He says, you will receive it. You will understand what's in there. In other words, you understand the work you've got to do. And then you've got to seek out the knowledge of the words to get it done. But he'll guide you. The stone will, he'll give you some of the hidden manna. Hidden manna is the instruction of the words that people don't know. He says, no one knows the words. Revelation nineteen eleven to 13. He says, on him was a name written that no one knew. And he says, the name was the word of God. They don't know the words of God. John eight forty three to 47. And that word has power and authority over all things. Heaven and earth can pass away, but the words cannot pass away, Jesus said. And the Lord, Father says in Isaiah 55, 11, his words will never fail. So what I'm telling you is we are in this time, this church, this is the way we are. We're captives by the leaders in the way of Egypt. You got the same pagan goddesses, you got the temples, you got you got the architecture of Greek all through Washington, D.C. and our buildings and so forth. You know, what does that do for us? That brings in all this... You know, Nicolaitans, he says, he hates it. Nicolaitans, the Greek thing, started building these arches, arches and they, they started bringing these idols everywhere they brought. And what they did with all of that, because it's not the direction, instruction of how God says to build his house, to build his places. He gave very strict detail how to build a temple, for example. But they didn't put, it didn't make it a house of prayer. A prayer is communicating to God to seek the words of God. But they now weren't doing that. They weren't willing to hear it. When he came in in that last week, he had to cast, cast them out because here he had been preaching at three and a half years and they did not receive it. And then they wanted to kill him every time he mentions the word. And the interesting is that they're of the devil because they take stones and want to kill the Lord who came into the world to bear witness to the words of God. The very one who gives them knowledge of the words they wanted to stone. God would not allow their stones to touch him. He had a work to do and nothing was going to stop that work from being done. 
until his appointed time, which he came in to do that. And we have sexual immorality everywhere. We're all guilty of this. We think we don't. But the way that we do things, sexual immorality, we don't even understand that even using the birth control is sexual immorality. We thought, oh, no, 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 don't touch that subject. But it's true. God controls the womb. But we don't give him authority over it. We've taken authority over it. We, we don't do anything right. We don't feed our families right. We don't feed them in the way of the words. We don't put holiness to the Lord on our pots and pans and cook the word in. Very few do. Those who are learning will do it because look at Zechariah 14.21. It's coming. Everyone's going to do it. Don't you want to do it before that so that you can begin to receive the knowledge of the words and the food? No, that's not the way our houses are. Become We become our wives and you know, the husbands too, because we don't teach the words in the evening. But the wives don't prepare the house, don't prepare the food. They don't do it in the way of the kingdom. Very happy to go to McDonald's and get poisoned food, toxic filled, killing their children. We've all done it. I've done it. We got to learn. We got to come out of this. And this is the way of the, you know, this um, second one. Please remember that the second spirit was putting is also the equivalent to the second work of God in the days of creation, which he put in place the firmament when he called it the name heaven. And heaven is those who go up and down. He says it's there to divide the waters from above and the waters below. In other words, the firmament's there for the purpose of deciding who goes to heaven and who goes to the pit. That's its work. The firmament is real, it's walls. And if we go to go to Ezekiel 38, you're going to understand something here. It tells us in Daniel 11, 43 to 45, that the king of the north, which is the person that has head over all the gold and silver, and Rothschild is in charge of, he's in charge of all the banks and all the world. And he's in charge of the global depopulation program. He runs the financing for all those things. He hires the terrorist armies and trains them. He's got that all organized. That's all united under one. All the nations are working with them together and all the leaders of the nations are working together. It's all deception of the people. And they're coming against the people. That's what Ezekiel 38 war is. Zechariah 14.1 says it's all the nations coming against the people. And that means that all the, all the people of the nations are deceived by their own leaders. That's what that means. And that's what it's saying here. Now, I'd like to look at one verse here. It's quickly, it says, uh, in verse 11 in Revelation, or Ezekiel 38, it says, You will say, I will go up against a land of unwalled villages. I will go in, uh, go to a peaceful people who dwell safely, all of them dwelling without walls and having neither bars nor gates, to take plunder and to take booty, to stretch out your hand against the waste places that are again inhabited, and against a people gathered from the nations who have acquired livestock and goods who dwell in the midst of the land. Now, please understand, there's a couple of different meanings of this. But one of the meanings of this is that he's talking about when his people realize they don't have a wall built. See, I told you yesterday from the scriptures, the Lord tells us in 1 Kings 3, that when Solomon built the temple, there was no sound of a hammer made. They were put in place. They were brought in and put in place. I believe that the Lord cut those every morning inside the cave that they 
did. Whether they cut it, I don't know. Whether they had the skill to do it, I don't know. But I believe God may have done it. Because the word is capable of making that rock every day as needed to be put in place. And you would think that even from the caves, and if you heard them in the hammer inside the cave, you would hear it. But see, God puts the things in the womb. And I believe that if we look into the cave, that he would do that. He would make the rocks so that it's just like the womb coming out because that's the word of the stone. See, God's whole thing is pointing to the generational plan of God. And you'll see in Revelation 6, I think it's 12 to 17. It is 12 to 17, but I believe it's 15 to 17. You're going to see that the people are going to, they, they understand they've misunderstood the rock. They misunderstood the firmament. They misunderstood that God does everything in a way that's very interesting. Everything is built from a womb. In other words, he builds it step by step, process by process. And this is why he's telling us they came out of Egypt and lived in tents. Because he was trying to show them that he watches them. And when he judged them in the days of Korah, he had them go stand at the door of their tent. Because the word they were hearing every night inside that tent, because he seals the word in us at night and we reside in a tent at night. We see, we seals that word in us, the instruction of God. And the doorways are supposed to be with the words of God on them. And he's telling us here that the people don't have neither bars nor gates. Out, the people are they're, they're dwelling safely, but they don't have any walls. They don't have any bars or gates. It means that they're just turning. They're just realized their error and they're just coming to the knowledge of truth. But now they have to build their city. And so it tells you in Daniel eleven forty five. it tells you when when the king of the north hears the news of the, the east and the news of the north, he comes out quickly to destroy the people. But no one will help him because the people all of a sudden realize there is a God. There is a word. And this is the way it is. What he's saying is they're going to hear that they got to come out from the house. He says, don't go in your house and take anything with you at this time because our houses are all wrong. Things we cherish are wrong. That science is not going to work. The things we think are going to work is not going to work in that night. But God's words are going to work. And that's why he says no one's going to work, John 9, 4, 5, and at night. This is now. But the revival must come. The people must wake up and realize they need an answer. And God has provided the answer, but nobody's teaching it. Nobody's wanting it. That's why they have no walls. Because God builds a rock that isn't beaten. He builds a wall if the sound isn't there of the people trampling. See, I've talked another time. I'm not going to go into it right now, but about Shiva and that and how they trample and stamp on the ground. See, everything is in the earth. It's, the earth is like this also. It's it's round, okay? Symbolic of this. And so what it's doing is the earth has got everything in it to come forth in its time. And the stone is a part of that earth because, why? Because we are all a part of God. And that's why he says you take a small stone, he's going to build his great church, his great called out assembly on it. But we're part of that. The earth is prepared from the beginning with everything that we need to get done. It's all there. We just got to bring it forth. And that stone has our work. I've told people it's good to take a stone or take a colored rock of each 
color of the rainbow, put it in your pillowcase and sleep on it. Because at night, God seals the instruction of his word with us. And he's going to give us a new white stone. You can take a white stone at this time and put it underneath in your pillow and sleep there with that. And what you're doing is you're asking God to help me earn that little stone, that little bit of that name, that work that you want me to do. Set me apart in the world with this. Set me apart. Let me know the wisdom that you want. But if you take the seven colors, and what you could do is take a white stone plus the stones of the seven colors and put them in there and understand what you're asking. You're asking for the knowledge of the seven spirits and you're asking for the work of the kingdom. That's the seven stones. And the work of the kingdom is that one stone that you, that God wants you to do. Maybe you don't know it. Maybe you don't know how. But this is the way you get that knowledge. Because every night God seals his instruction in us and makes known his word in the daytime. Remember, Jacob slept with a stone by his head. And he anointed it with oil when he got the message. And he set it there and kept it in that place as a reminder to God about the land that God had promised to give him, bring him back to that. But right now we need to get the knowledge of God. We need to be set apart from the world, and that's a way of asking God to make known the knowledge to you. God is always looking down to see if we understand. Psalms 14, 2 and 3, Psalms 52 and 3. And he says, no, we don't. He says he doesn't find no one. See, that's the way it was until he caused us to begin to know the words. And there's been a few that began to get the words and it's starting to grow. And God is the one that makes known the words. It doesn't do any good for you to chase after the knowledge of the words and you don't seek God to do it, the Lord. Because he tells you in Proverbs one twenty three, return to me and I will pour out my spirit on you and I'll cause you to know my words. But you don't even know there are words. You think the whole Bible's words. They're in the whole Bible. The whole Bible is about them, but we have to be set apart by them because you're looking for that higher knowledge, that knowledge that God of his pure language. That's why he tells you in Zephaniah 3, 8 to 9, right after the separation judgment, which is described in verse 8 and verse 9, he tells you he's going to cause everybody to walk with one shoulder and in the pure language. He says pure language. How is that possible? Our words aren't pure. We're of the world. We're, we're mixed with these people. I hope this is helpful. We'll come back and speak more on it uh, maybe tomorrow about stone. I want to talk about the womb. I want to talk about why everything is like that. Even the creation is designed like that. And that's because God wants us to know that he controls every particle. And it doesn't matter whether you think that stone can't move. It has no arms, no legs, no nothing. But from it, God says he can bring forth children. From it, he says he can make a voice come out. He doesn't need a donkey with a tongue and so forth. In the likeness of the Garden of Eden, the stones will talk. In the likeness of the Garden of Eden, the rivers will sing and they'll give praise. It isn't like you're going to walk around and everything's talking to you. God gives a message when you need the message. He gives you the understanding and instructions. That's the hidden manna. You don't even know where it's coming from, the bread of instruction. But you'll get it. He says it'll be line by line, precept on precept, because he's going to show you his way. You might hear something from the trees rustling over top. You might hear a, a, a rivers say a word to you. Now, don't go thinking you're going to hear things all the time like that. 
We're not in that time yet. We've got to get to that time. And make sure you're not hearing a false spirit. Hear the true spirit. Don't let teachers take you away from the word of God. That's what's been happening. That's the Balaam, the false teaching. That's why he says in Matthew seven twenty one to 23, he says, these prophets and these who healed many and these who cast out demons, they're Balaam. Because why? They're lawless. They don't understand. They're given false doctrine. They don't understand. They're given milk knowledge. It's not going to help the people. Because what did Balak want? Balak just wanted to destroy the people. He didn't care how it was done. Curse them any way you can. Any way you can. That's the attitude of Balaam. People want to, you know, build this great big church. Give me, give me gymnasium so I can bring kids in, let them play, and they'll, oh, they'll be more attracted to come to church. You don't trust the knowledge and the spirit of the word working in within people. If you would bring the word in and bless it in your church, the children would get excited because they would begin to learn things they can't learn at school. They'd be learned real power and real authority and, and the times of God. They'd be excited to come. But you're not giving them any of that food. You're giving them milk every day. They're still babies, so they want to play. And that gets them in. Give them meat. Give them knowledge. Feed them some fish. We ask these things, Lord, in your precious name, that people might understand the glory of your kingdom and begin to understand the way of your works. Lord, the stone is a very simple thing, but it's extremely powerful. Lord, even... They put you in a cave, carved in a stone, and rolled a stone in front of it, so you were inside a stone. Lord, it's, it's like you're wanting to do for us. What they did was perfect. <laughs> the king sealed it in there, dear Lord, and they broke his seal, and you came out of, and, and did all that you've done for us. Committed, all things were done. Because your word overcomes everything, because it was inside that stone, that inside that uh, grave, dear Lord, it was a, a stone. It was caved in the stone. And Revelation, dear Lord, in Revelation six, fifteen to seventeen, we see there that the people of the world begin to understand that there is something special about the stone and the cave, because they go in the cave and try to say, Please follow me so that I escape the punishment of the wrath of the Father. They'd rather be martyrs. They're going in there thinking they can be a martyr, maybe. I don't know what they're thinking, but they can't die at that time. They've already lost their ability of the word. So going in there won't do them any good. And these people have created these underground cities have the same thing. They're going to be safe in there. No, they're not. Because nowhere is the dragon's word going to be safe. Nowhere. And that's what you're pointing out. But even us with a little stone, dear Lord, that you're going to give us and with an instruction and a work to do, we'll be able to finish that work. And they have nothing to do because you said we're going to pass through these judgments. John five twenty four because we have a work for the kingdom to do to bring forth the knowledge of the glory of the Lord on the earth. We've got to bear witness to it and make a sacrifice to you by doing the righteous works of the saints, as it says in Revelation nineteen eleven and thirteen. And that is when after that, in Psalms fifty and four, you says you're going to come for us. Gather us then, because we've completed the work of glorifying you. Giving the people all that they need to know. Father, we thank you and we ask you, Lord, to help us to understand the greatness of this very moment and a, a little knowledge that we have, dear Lord. Father, we thank you. Marvelous is your word. In Jesus' name, amen.